Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts carol g juan gabriel christina aguilera what do these three have in common you mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Greetings and welcome inside. Happy Monday. The Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Yo. Live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. Unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection. Over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. Look, we're into our 11th year of the show. You got to stay away from the BS this year. Yeah, stay away. Listen, I'm not. Yeah, listen. You got to stay away from that. Aaron Rodgers, we got to stay away from the BS a week after he said, oh, yeah, so-and-so better hope he's not on the, the uh, Jeffrey Epstein list. But let's stay away from the BS. Stay away from the BS this year. Oh, man, I'll tell you. Got to keep our composure. Uh, speaking of composure, Michigan has lost a little bit of it over the course of the last quarter and a half. They will be punting the football now. 7.37 to go in the third quarter. They lead Washington 20-13, to but after those first three drives, Washington has kind of settled in. Michigan's gotten away from running the football. J.J. McCarthy's been terrible, and Michael Penix <laughs> Jr. And, and Washington Huskies have done enough to stay in this game. Michigan's defense is playing really well. They're forcing Washington to have to go down the field with lots of plays. No big chunk yardage. The one big play they missed in the first half yeah. could have been a touchdown. But Michigan's defense, this is kind of, you can tell this is their plan. Hey, we are going to force you to try to be perfect going down the field. We're going to try to force you to have 13, 14 play drives. No, hey, here's five plays and a touchdown, which has kind of been 
been Washington's hallmark all year. So for defense, it's been working, but offensively, it's like Michigan's lost their 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 place in this game. They, you know, I don't know what why they got away from ramming the football down Washington's throat. Washington's defense is terrible. This is this is this defense that's in the well, pack. Give it up, thirty five, four hundred and ten yards yeah. a game. Sure, and all it's it's almost like I feel like Michigan because Harbaugh's got this. You know, he's got this belief in how much he always wants to go to the wall for JJ McCarthy. I almost he's feel the greatest like, quarterback in school history. You know, I almost feel like they got to the point where they were running the football like they were. They had 200 yards rushing after the first quarter. They well, had three explosive plays over 45 yards in the first quarter. And and then and then I I feel like it's like Harbaugh decided, okay, let's let's get JJ going. Uh, no, let's keep running the football until they can show they can stop yeah. it. Like let's and and the thing is that's the thing about JJ McCarthy. I've told you he's not a first half quarterback. It takes him a while to get in the game. You look up at the end and go, oh, he had a pretty decent game. But time's kind of getting short because he is. They have had many quiet drives. You thought they were going to take control of the game again when they got the interception at the end of the at the beginning of the third quarter when Penix threw a horrendous pass. And instead, yeah, yeah, terrible. And and instead, Michigan can only get a field goal because they only go three plays and they have to kick. And now Washington's got the ball with a chance to tie the game. Uh, JJ McCarthy's got to get it going. He's got to give them something where Washington can't just sell out to stop the run because that's what's been happening now is that, hey, we're selling out to stop the run and and they're getting an extra defensive back in, making tackles, get, you know, hitting Blake Corm or Donovan Edwards, getting him a couple of yards in, and that's been working. So Washington's defense has kind of settled in here, and it's like, okay, J.J. McCarthy, you're going to win this game, and if you don't win this game, we're going to win this game. Like, that's where Washington's at now. If McCarthy can't take it up a notch, then Washington's going to wind up coming from behind and winning because Michigan simply has lost all their momentum in, on offense over the last quarter and a half. Well, you go back in the, the early runs, right? It was to the line of scrimmage that a quick juke outside into daylight. There, there was nobody at the second point of attack to really even slow things down to give you a chance at pursuit. Uh, we saw the two huge runs from Edwards and then obviously Corum with a, a great cutback. One to the outside, then he got it back to the middle. Uh, still people looking to cash in on that big Blake Corum anytime touchdown. Uh, that That is a huge liability for sports books in this one. Uh, but Edwards with the two early touchdown runs. But that that's gone asunder. Right. McCarthy's going to have to beat them uh, at this point. And, th- and this is where we started going strength on strength, right? The run game of Michigan versus the pass game of Washington, been able to neutralize it, have the Wolverines. And there's always the question with the Big Ten in terms of rankings against the pass, because you've got only got half of your, your conference that really has a solid passing game. And really, when we talk about top-level receivers, you're looking at Ohio State and maybe one or two others, right, that, that are sprinkled in the conference. One thing you don't have with Michigan is the guys that can go and get big separation in your receiving core, right? It's been about the run game. So now it's, can you win on the outside one-on-one? And can you keep the pressure on panics on the other side when they've got the ball to where it is, dink and dunk? Because most of his passes in the first half were short passes four to seven yards from the line of scrimmage, sometimes behind the line of scrimmage, and you're banking on yak. Can you keep that formula up where he's not able to step into throws and get time? And and that thus far, that's worked really well on the defensive end, but you're back in this game, and your guy, J.J. McCarthy, is going to have to do it. I'm telling you, man, if I, if I tell you this, here we are, if I told you before the game, midway through the third quarter, Michael Penix Jr. is going to have 150 yards passing. Yeah. Two Michigan running backs are going to have 100 yards rushing apiece. One of them is going to have two touchdowns. 
and they're going to be averaging 10 yards a carry. Uh, what would you think the score of the game is? 28 nothing, 35 35-7, 35-10, and instead it's 20 to 13. And it's I, you know I I know that Washington made the adjustments, but this is where you look at stats and you go, this is not the game that I'm seeing. Mich- Michigan seems to be dominating this game, and yet here they are just trying to hold on with their fingernails here. But this is where it always gets down to, and it's an argument that we've had on air with guests. We've we've it's a talking point, oftentimes NFL right top defense. I'm looking at the scoring column. How many points are you giving up a, a game? Because if you want to move between the 20s, have at it, right? Go ahead. If I could get you to settle for field goals, and that's where we're at, right? Michigan with the early touchdown runs and then a couple of field goals. If I can get you to do that, I'm in the game, mm-hmm. right? And I can come back and steal it from you. So you're not getting the big explosive plays and you're not finishing off drives. And for Washington, you know, they're they're one play away, right? You had that miss in the first half that would have changed everything. Would have changed everything. Finally would have had one of those big explosive plays instead of relying on Yak, a pass downfield <laughs> that Penix missed. But now you have the the ball and, and driving and trying to create some some opportunity here against the Michigan defense downfield. Yeah, this is going to be eventually be about JJ McCarthy and having to get it done. This game is not about Michael Penix. This is about is JJ McCarthy really that good? And I told you, I've always been a little bit of yeah, he's good, but boy, he still misses a lot of throws. He still is not. It no, takes he's a long good. Time he's to not great. Games. I mean, I'm he's still, a gamer. I'm still dubious on it, but this is normal. Normally, when he would, when he comes to life, and so far in the second and third quarter, we have not seen it. I trust this game. This last twenty minutes of this game is going to be decided by what can JJ McCarthy do for Michigan, or Washington's going to win this game. Well, yeah, I was looking goes. to try to get some semblance of, of play action going, which has been non-existent. And again, you don't have receivers that are getting separation. So as bad as Washington's defense has been statistically in a pass-heavy Pac-12. Uh, now Big Ten, because the transition has begun. I mean, it's an all-Big Ten final here. I mean, oh, well, sure. you got to call it what it is. Yeah, it's no, a big, it is It's now. a Big, big ten, ten championship. They're, they're, I'm running that now. Hey, but they're a Big Ten, but not till next year. No, no, but it's fine. It's a calendar but, year. We're good now. But no, for the good. purpose of all ten. stats and considerations, yeah. you know, you've had teams march up and down. <laughs> and that's why, you know, on the other side, I mentioned with – Michigan and their pass defense, right? You hang, you know, a little grain of salt for what the Big Ten and the passing attacks are. On the other side, you know, the Pac-12 is nothing but offense for days. So you come in against a team that doesn't have that separating wide receiver, and and once you can bottle up the run a bit, sell out. It becomes a you know run run blitz more or less that, that you're starting to run and and maybe you get to McCarthy to create an opportunity but he's going to have to be pinpoint precision because there's not a lot of separation downfield or you know what you go back to what what brought you here mm-hmm. and actually reestablish your run yeah. game yeah, yeah, yeah. that was so effective yeah. in the first half uh, do you know Discover wants everyone to feel special? That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 customer service as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card limitations. They do apply. Now, we're going to get to the biggest play of this game so far. Now, Michigan's getting the football back, Washington punting, uh, fourth and 15. So Michigan will have the ball with about five minutes to go in the third quarter. Now, the biggest play of this game came in the second quarter where Michigan had already jumped out to a big lead. They had had the big runs by Donovan Edwards. And then at 17-3, 
Washington had a chance to get back in this with one play. On fourth down, they go for it because they can see the game slipping away. It's 17-3. We got to go for it. And this is what happened. This is fourth and seven. Penix trying to change a play with his offensive lineman. Massive play here in the second quarter of the championship game. Penix takes a shotgun snap. Michigan rushes four. Stays in the pocket. He throws downfield. Wide open. Roma Dunze and Penix just missed him. Oh, my. Roma Dunze was open in the red zone. And Mike just missed. Don't know what else to say about that. Yeah, that's Huskies Radio Network on the call. Look, it was Broadcast the play school paying off there. It was a touchdown. Yeah. I mean, they lost Romo Dunze, who all you've heard the last week is how he's the best wide receiver in the history of college football. No, absolutely. Oh, no, no, this guy's a bit, and he's terrific. And a lot of you've seen this is a play because this is a this is a touchdown. Mm-hmm. This should be seventeen ten. Instead, Michigan gets the football near midfield. I thought that was going to be the game. Michigan's going to go in because they've been rolling up and down. It's going to be twenty four three, and that's going to be it. But I've seen a lot of, oh, Penix missed him, Penix missed him. That's not on Michael Penix. Watch the replay, and Odunze gets to the point where he's shocked that he's that wide open. And it happens with receivers sometimes where they're running, and they realize, oh, my God, nobody's around Safety me. Safety hasn't and I rotated. Stop, yep. And I put my hand up, and I stop running. And he kind of stopped running instead of going to where the ball should have been. And Penix put the ball where it should have been. And instead, he, he kind of stopped because he saw he was open, put his hands up, and then had to turn and didn't wind up getting there. Had he kept going in his pattern, it's probably a touchdown. It's a little bit over the, the wrong shoulder, yep. but he would have been able to make that adjustment. But he kind of stopped to turn. And once you stop, you're not getting that momentum back. Had he just kept running, he catches that. It's a touchdown. And suddenly it's and maybe the game is tied at this point. He's falling all over yeah, himself the there, looking around. Again, safety doesn't come, o- come over. And you can see the uh, the coaches, coordinator, everybody sprinting onto the field going, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> you got away with one. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, that's about as bad a broken coverage as you've seen in these these playoffs and, and some of the, your bigger bowl sequences this season. Uh, but there was a huge opportunity. I mean, that was early second quarter. And one of those games, you know, at fourth and seven when you're at midfield, you're, you're also sending a statement. And we we haven't gotten anything right at this point because, as we pointed out, nearly Mm -hmm. 200 rushing yards in the first quarter to where it's we're not slowing this down and we need a big play. We need we need to keep the defense (laughs) off the field for a play and we we need to try to make something happen. And you got the right play call because he went down the line to each lineman, got the right protection, got the ball out. And then you just have a stumbling, bumbling kind of effect in the secondary. Uh, Twitter, how about a fresca? Mike at Swollen Dome. What do you got, Frostberg? Jason, how much is Marvin Harrison Jr.'s camp paying you for that take? <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, you, you, are, you are about 20 game minutes away from Jim Harbaugh becoming your head coach. All right, just be oh, happy yeah. about that. Put that into existence. You're happy about yes. that. I, he's actually coaching the game wearing a Charger hat. He's trying to get away with the maize and blue same color scheme, but you I can see the lightning like bolts. It's a problem. I can see the lightning bolts on the, uh, on the hat. I can see him. Maybe he's got it stitched bolts. in inside. Yeah. I mean, that it's already there, it's, it's trying a, to speak that into it's existence. A personalized uh, 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 Kellen Winslow hat he's got on there. See, I, I tend to believe he's a man that's got a bunch of emperors underneath. Oh, okay. Because sure. he gets a win here. He's, he, he might actually set up residence, depending mm. on what the suspension might be, right? Whatever's looming from the NCAA to say, I'm going after saving. 
Yeah, all right, Amy, you never know. I'm Amy, building Amy. my stronghold starting now. Uh, right now, again, 4.38 to go in the third quarter. Michigan with the football deep in their own territory, facing a second and 10. We'll have more on this game coming up. Black Monday in the NFL. We had a couple of head coaches being fired. Are there openings good ones or are they bad ones? However, straight ahead. Big news in the NBA just coming in now. An absolute superstar is out for the season. We'll have the details coming up next right here. Jason and Mike, you're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, we're Cavino and Rich. Fox Sports Radio every day, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern. But here's the thing. We never have enough time to get to everything we want to get to. And that's why we have a brand new podcast called Overpromised. You see, we're having so much fun in our two-hour show, we never get to everything. Honestly, because this guy oh, is overpromising things we never have time for. Yeah, you blubber lips. Blaming me. Well, you know what? It's called Overpromise. You should be good at it because you've been overpromising women for years. Well, it's a Cavino and Rich after show, and we want you to be a part of it. We're going to be talking sports, of course, but we're also going to talk life and relationships. And if Rich and I are arguing about something or we didn't have enough time, it will continue on our after show called Overpromised. Well, if you don't get enough, Kavino and Rich, make sure you check out Overpromised and also Uncensored, by the way. So maybe we'll go at it even a little harder. It's going to be the best after show podcast of all time. There you go. Overpromising. And remember, you could see it on YouTube, but definitely join us. Listen to Overpromised with Kavino and Rich on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Do you know, Discover wants everyone to feel special. That's why with your Discover card, you got access to 24-7, 24-7 customer service as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. That's discover.com slash credit card limitations. They do apply. We're heading to the fourth quarter of the national championship game. Washington with the football. They just got a first down, so they get out from the shadow of their own end zone. Still at their own 22. Michigan with a touchdown lead, 15 minutes, potentially, to decide the national championship. Did you really just dial up a out of the shadow of their own end zone? Well, because they're they're in the Michigan end zone where Michigan fans have been loud, and they they had trouble in that end zone earlier. That's where he threw the pick. Uh, So we had trouble in that end zone because that's where Michigan, that's either where the students are, where a lot of people have bought their tickets, where Michigan is. Well, they're generally loud. They're in that area. Obnoxious. Yeah, but when it's right behind, it's one thing to be that way. Wow. Wow. Is all of Michigan's like that? Oh, I think that's just fan bases anyway. That I'm was gonna have Pam's Michigan. family come here and kick your ass and go. You're gonna come here all. Hey, you know what? They're That'll gonna come here the... all south and go. You think I'm drunk? I'll kick your ass. That'll Armin. keep you from having to go to Michigan <laughs> in the winter. So I'm doing you a favor, pal. Uh, so again, Michigan with a seven point lead. Washington with the football. Fifteen minutes to go in the national championship. We'll have more on this game as it develops. But as I said, big day in the NFL. Black Monday. We saw a couple of head coaches fired. Maybe another one on the way. But this. This huge news out of the NBA, John Morant is done for the season. He's going to undergo season-ending surgery on his right shoulder. The team announcing this about 15 minutes ago. Uh, He suffered the injury during a training session on Saturday. He missed the game on Sunday against Phoenix, had the MRI, revealed an underlying labral tear going to require surgery. He's expected to be fully recovered for the start of next season. And look, you know that since he came back, Memphis has been very good. They've Mm -hmm. been 6-3. They haven't solved all their problems, but certainly they seem like they were on the right path back. And now here's Morant, who missed the first 25 Five games because of his suspension. This becomes a basically lost season for him getting ready to come back for next year. 25, 5.6 and 8 assists per game. 47% field goal percentage. As you said, uh, working himself back into the mix. We saw highlight real stuff each and every night. Uh, he is just 24 years old, so still plenty of time to rebuild the career, get back on that path towards greatness. But yeah, right when it looked like Memphis could be could be a, a factor at the back end of the playoff when we certainly talk about that 7 through 10 range for the play-in. You know, now this is a huge hurdle already without Brandon Clark. So, you know, now you're you're trying to, to find a, a little bit of extra juice, uh, as it were, and the league loses one of the guys that they certainly were – we're jonesing to promote pre all the issues, well, and, and, and it was the long road back from that. You're all talking about a lot of teams in the West that were really nervous, like Houston, the Lakers, mm-hmm. the Suns, because suddenly it's like, hey, we're not really competing with a lot of teams for the top 10 spots, right? Utah yeah. is kind of there. Golden State is kind of there. But like Memphis, Portland, San Antonio are all at the bottom. Suddenly it's like, 
Oh, here comes Memphis now. Here comes Memphis now. They're at least going to be a gnat. Yeah, now they're they're 10 games under 500. They're winning some games, and suddenly they're reeling everybody in. But now they made a lot of teams nervous with John Morant. And now, look, Memphis, who who was really poor without him, and obviously you see the kind of player he is, they have to navigate the whole season without him. My whole hope is that this is a lot of time. And I always go back to the Bill Parcells theory of, of players when they, they, you know you want to keep them on the straight and narrow is the time they're not going to be with the team. Right. right? He always would say the worst time was from the end of the season until they came into minicamp right? or around the draft. That was always a tough time because it was this is a time you're away from the team. And if you had the tendency to get into a little bit of trouble, something happens, that's the worst time. So this is what I hope is that, okay, he had 25 games where he was away, but now he's back. And he said, I'm keeping receipts and all this stuff. It's like, okay, where is he really? And now he's not going to be around the team for a while. Now no, he's not going to be he's playing smart, he's, he's done for he's the rest of the year. still traveling with them, right? This is something as an organization, it's like he can still impart something on the squad, right? Just in mm-hmm. terms of how he is court vision and whatever and just be one of the guys and should stay around the team. Like that would be off of the Parcells line, but just in general, you know, as you're you're a young player and certainly with what he's gone through and well put himself through this year. You know, it's it's you know, a cause and effect kind of thing, right? Not innocent uh in the process, took the suspension and now, you know, back with the squad that he needs to stay around them. Right? It's mm-hmm. been good. And accountability and, and being there with your teammates and and taking Taking onus, you know, taking some uh, responsibility to that. What, what's curious is there's no further details other than he hurt himself during training on Saturday. Yeah, very nebulous yeah. report. Yeah, yeah. Like, what during does that mean? Training, was it, ah, he got hurt. When? Well, it was during training. During, but what did he do? Well, we training. don't know. Yeah, because I mean, immediately the mind starts to race. Yeah, sure. Right, given some of the other you stuff we've seen from practice, it's yeah. not a Draymond Green situation, <laughs> is it? Again, no details to that level whatsoever. Hey, Adam but, Silver's the MVP, convincing Draymond Green to not retire. No, that's right. Hey, but if, he's but if, the MVP. But if you're going to say guy got hurt in training, and you're not going to give any specificity <laughs> to it, I mean, all that you're going to do is start to wonder. All right, what what exactly happened? Training how? we told you what happened. We told you what happened. You know, hey, bro, how much do you lift? And and he and he overdid it. I mean. I don't know. Uh, so, again, uh, the big news there, John Morant done for the season. Torn Labrum suffered on Saturday during practice. Uh, hopefully he gets back and is healthy next season, but a big, big deal. We'll have more on that story as the show develops. But today was Black Monday in the NFL. Yeah. Black Monday. Black Monday. And uh, we saw two head coaches fired. Bill Belichick had no decision. He is waiting to meet with Bob Kraft. He has said that, well, I'm open to anything. You know, uh, I'll maybe stay out, maybe not. We'll have more on the Belichick part of it coming up in a bit. But uh, we saw two openings now. As the Falcons fired Arthur Smith, which we knew late last night that had already happened. And today, the fate accompli, Ron Rivera let go as commander's mm-hmm. head coach. So now there's two openings, and I'll tell you this right now. One of them is a great opening. One of them is not. All right? And the great opening is Atlanta. Uh, It was time for Arthur Smith. The guy came in as an offensive genius, and where was his offense in three years? Ranked 25th, 26th at the bottom of the NFL, despite the fact they had a lot of good playmakers on this team, right? You had two really good running backs. You, you, You have two really good tight ends. Jonu Smith suddenly became really good middle of the year this year when Kyle Pitts was struggling. Drake London's a pretty good wide receiver. But when you can't get the quarterback right, 
that's going to do it for you. And his quarterback the last three years was Matt Ryan when he was done, Marcus Mariota, who then they had to bench him and then they couldn't find him last year. Now you're going with Ritter and Taylor Heineke, and then it's back to Ritter, and then it's Heineke, and then it's back to Ritter in a game you have to win. When you can't get the quarterback right, it's the number one thing. When you can't get the quarterback right, you're going to get fired. Well, but that, that's, that's exactly, but that's, and that's what happened to Arthur Smith. Had he gotten the quarterback right, he still has a job. Atlanta wins the division this year. They're moving on because they have the pieces in place to be a good team. Well, the reason he gets fired is because he didn't utilize the pieces that he does have, right? Whether Desmond Ritter, Taylor Heineke, all of this, Matt Ryan. I mean, look, Terry Fontenot is the guy picking the groceries. Arthur Smith was just supposed to utilize them and talk to a bunch of fantasy owners that are still complaining over the exploits week to week of Pitts and Bijan Robinson. And you'll find, um, well, millions of unhappy people. And there's your solution, right? For Desmond Ritter, he didn't need to be a guy that was pushing the ball downfield with great regularity. You do have Drake London. I mm-hmm. get that. Mm-hmm. But you had a top 10 running game last year. Now it was, all right, you added on to that. You had Algier already. You had Cordero Patterson. Now, he was banged up a bit and not uh, as viable an option for much of the year. But And then you bring in B. John Robinson. And he's only touching the ball eight times a game. Yeah. Sometimes not at all. The whole sick out. You game, drafted him high in the was. first round. Yeah. You're going to give him the ball a lot? Eh, I don't know. See, I think his No fa- screens. No, like, I mean, what are we doing? His fate was sealed three weeks ago in the game where he had seven touches. And it's like, how, how, how do you give him no, seven that's touches, right? How right do you you're still in theory in theory, vying mm. for a division yeah. title, yeah. right? And that's the thing. You were great, and the division wasn't great. Mm-hmm. You, but you still had an opportunity to go steal it. And you basically said, we've got these playmakers. we got these guys. They're great. But you know what? We don't need to use them. We're going to fool them by not giving the ball to Bijan. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we're not going to ex- ex- use him as a runner or a receiver because that's where he really could make, make hay. Right, as a, as a guy out of the backfield yeah. and, and yak. And you're not making things easy on Desmond Ritter. Because that was the other part, right, is that he talked a big game, Arthur Smith, early on of, hey, you guys keep calling for Desmond to be out and blah, blah, blah. That's my guy. And guess what? Less than three weeks later, no longer was Desmond Ritter under center. No. But then, look, that's a great job because you are a quarterback away from being extremely competitive, especially in that division, which is an awful division, right? Look, the Bucks walked away with it, and Baker Mayfield's walking away with the football at the end like he won the Super Bowl. Hey, okay, Baker so Mayfield a got a million-dollar bonus that's for a- making the playoffs, <laughs> and he's probably going to get a two- or three-year deal. Atlanta, yeah, he's this year's Geno Smith. We said it. He's this year's Geno Smith. Uh Atlanta's a good job because you can win there very soon, and you're going to get a chance to to, to have a new quarterback, whether it's in the draft because you're picking somewhat high mm-hmm. uh, to get a good quarterback, or you want to go into free agency, however it works. Atlanta's a good job. Washington, first of all, Bob Myers is going to help lead the search for a new head coach. Well, I mean, and he, know, if, he knows something no, wait, about no, wait, building no, a team. I, 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 I got to tell millennials who, who, who Bob Myers is. No, this is not some kind of football executive. No, this is Bob Myers. He's a broadcaster on ESPN. <laughs> architect of the Golden State Warriors dynasty, right? And he's going to help the big search 
for the next head coach. This is such a billionaire thing to do, where Josh Harris can go. This guy knows how to build big teams. I'm gonna, I'm gonna help hire him. Now he does, have, he does have Spielman. He does, have, he does have another NFL yeah. guy helping. But just the fact that, yeah, Bob Myers knows how to build winning teams. Like that's such a billionaire thing to do. It's like, dude, well, come on, man. You can't have a guy that doesn't know the sport come in and say we're gonna hire the next head coach. I get that you want to say, ah, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do something really great here. I'm gonna do something that's gonna blow everybody's minds. So you know already that even. Even though ownership, you're in better hands with Josh Harris. Obviously, it's what are you doing? I mean, what what do you do? That's how you're going to win. But is he coming in to give a seminar? But this, how <laughs> uh, 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 building winning culture in 101 with Bob Myers will uh, be here in a minute. Here's what you do: you draft Steph Curry, wait six years, six long years, then you bring in Steve Kerr. And uh, fast forward, dynasty. Uh, you go sign Kevin Durant when he shows up, and um, yeah, that's it. Questions. Lights up. Lights up, everybody. It's over. Questions. Who's got questions? Who's got questions? That's pretty good. So this is this is a perfect billionaire. That I, I know I'm smarter than everybody in the room. But it's not that Washington is, is bereft of talent. This is what makes Washington not, not a great job. Washington's got some talent there, right? You turn Sam Howell into a guy who was halfway decent for most of the season before he hit the wall and they figured him out. Yeah, he'll but be gone. But you do, he'll be a backup. But yeah. You do have some draft picks coming in, right? You made a couple of big trades. You have a couple of good players offensively, right? Rodriguez look like he's a pretty good running back. You got a couple of good running backs. Mm-hmm. You got a couple of good wide receivers. McLaurin played really well. Dotson didn't have the best year, but you still have some some weapons here. But the thing is, you are stepping into an absolutely loaded division. And when you're talking about a head coach, you have a two, three year shelf life. How many games are you really going to win? Now, to be fair, right? How many games fair, are you going to win in that division? If, if my eyes and my ears are to believe things. Everybody in that division could get fired after this weekend. Uh, okay, sure. Yes, Mike McCarthy's on a game right? by game. I mean, Jerry sure, Jones sure, said, oh, there's no sure. guarantees. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, let's yeah, go yeah. see it. Nick Sirianni Everybody's calling for Sirianni's sure, head after sure. this collapse. Yeah, and, sure. But, and the debacle that the last six games have been for the Eagles. So maybe, maybe <laughs> I mean, talent-wise on the field, you're still miles away. <laughs> but at least from the coaching box. Yeah. You, you, you it may, might be one of hey, many new guys. Everybody's coming it might in. be a whole new club. But the Cowboys are much more talented. The Eagles have one of the most talented rosters in the NFL. And the, Giants, know it. <laughs> and the Giants are better than their record this yes. year, right? The Giants are better. It was a ba- bad year. They need to make some adjustments and 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 take that next step of whatever it's going to be next year uh, and figure out some things, quarterback Daniel Jones. But you're talking about a team that's coming in. You're going to have the worst roster of, of, of four. And how many years do you get until you say, oh, hey, are you really going to win next year? Or are you going to win in two years? Right, because you're talking about after three years, it's okay. Time's up, and where are you going to be? I mean, the Commanders could be could be a better team, but finish last place the next the next the next three years. Well, so they'll be that's not a good job. Well, they'll be fighting the Giants for the uh, the whole roster thing. What's going on with Saquon Barkley? Basically, walking out of the building saying, "Hey, uh, just don't wait until uh, the last minute to franchise tag me if we're going to do this thing again." Uh, so you got that uh, quarterback position. We obviously broached. And then go into the receiving core that you're still trying to find the guy. Yeah. Right? So, and Waller is only going to play eight games. Oh, so, if you're lucky. Right? If, you're if you're lucky. I mean, how many games are you going to play? Yeah. Right? So, so you go down that process that, you know, the, you can fight them at the bottom. But the point is well taken. That you're, you are facing a bit of an uphill climb. And you're also waiting that, you know, now it's going to be Black Tuesday, Black Wednesday. Black, Black Tuesday, Thursday. Black Wednesday, There's still Black a couple Thursday. of other openings that yeah. may still pop here. It could be Black Tuesday for Belichick, Black Wednesday, oh. Black Thursday. Look, he talked about his contract. He never talks about we his contract. We could get another Black Friday. Uh, we'll get to Bill. 
Bill Belichick coming up in a couple of minutes. The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the TireRack.com studios. Uh, so there you go. One great job. One not so great job. Are you going to go home and see, uh, sing no, the I mean, glory of love I'll, while I'll, you're at I'll, it? I'll, I'll call. I'll call the medic. I'll call the Fox Sports Radio medic to come in and help Steve. I mean, I'll do that. Uh, yeah, and no, HR no, while man. you're at it. <laughs> yes. Oh, we don't we have, have we have HR. I don't know. We had that really. We had that. Please find out. Someone will get with you eventually. You're fired. Someone will call you back momentarily. Please leave a number for a callback. Would you like to wait on the line? You will not lose your place in line when we call you back. So there. Thank you, Steve. The Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon live from the TireRack.com studios. Uh, national championship nine and a half to go. Michigan still with a 2013 lead over Washington. They have the football. We will have more on this coming up next as well as what Bill Belichick said today tells me exactly what he wants and how things are going to end for him in New England this offseason. That's next right here. Jason and Mike. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sports Radio, The Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. 
Let Express Employment Professionals help hire your next pro. Forget about posting jobs, sifting through resumes, interviews with unqualified applicants. Move up to the pros. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the location near you. That's ExpressPros.com. Now it's time for the Express Pros Pro of the Week. The Pro of the Week easily goes to Brees Hall. Despite the fact the Jets' mathematicians screwed him out of a 1,000-yard season, 175 yards on the ground, the Jets break that 10-year losing streak to the Patriots. Brees Hall, congratulations. You are the Express Pros Pro of the Week. Yeah, buddy. I didn't get to vote on that. Who else are you going to vote for? Justin Fields? Somebody else? Sorry. Who do you want? Who do you want? Who do you want to vote for? Who do you want to vote for? Tell me. Josh Allen. Anybody? Why? I just I just gave you the guy that the Jake best Browning. anybody. Yeah, you know Jake Browning had the Jake best. Bra- Jake Browning's girlfriend, Jake Browning's fiance. Well, maybe. both. Okay, all right. Both. All I right. mean, he had a big game on the that? field. Okay, probably solidified his place. As sure. he said so in the post game. I'm one of the top thirty two. <laughs> sure. And his girlfriend yeah. slash fiance knew the yeah. assignment. I'm going to wear that she outfit. Won the internet. I'm going to wear that outfit to, to work tomorrow. I'm going to go all white like that with a hat. Oh, That's a win. I'm going to look sharp. Uh, so Sweet there it victory. is. Our Express Pros Pro of the Week, Brees Hall. Michigan is on the scoreboard. A lightning strike touchdown drive. A big completion by J.J. McCarthy sets up a Blake Corum touchdown run. Seven minutes left to go. Michigan leads Washington 27-13. to uh, The Michigan Wolverines seven minutes away from their first outright national championship since the 1940s. But... Today was Black Monday in the NFL. Mm-hmm. We, we, we talked about Arthur Smith, great opening in Atlanta. Ron Rivera out, not so great an opening in Washington. We could have an opening in New England as Bill Belichick's future is decidedly undecided. And after I heard him talk today, I know exactly what he's trying to do. Belichick talked about how he'd be open to changes in the New England Patriots for next year. Take a listen. I'm going to do everything I can every day. Uh, to do the best I can to help our football team. That's what I've always done. Uh, it's never been any different for me in my career. I uh, learned that lesson from my dad growing up. Um, you work for the team that you're working for and do the best you can for until somebody tells you different. Said he was open to whatever changes happen. It's part of the conversation he's going to wind up having with Bob Kraft. And what do I take away from this? This is Belichick telling everybody, it's okay for me to go. It's a, do you really think Belichick's going to be okay with changes and somebody coming in, running the football operations over him after 20 years of picking the groceries and we're winning suddenly now? Oh, someone's got to come in. About, I'm okay with changes. He's not saying he's okay with changes to the team. He's saying, hey, if there needs to be changes, that's okay. And I, I'm here until they tell me I'm not, right? This is the, if Belichick really wanted to stay, it would be, I'm the right guy for this job. I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. I know what I'm doing. Back the blank off. It was a bad year. Yeah. But instead, you could see. I mean, the last five minutes of the game yesterday, he's got his mask all the way up covering everything but his eyes. It's like, I want to get out of here. I don't want to be. I'm losing to the Jets, and I always beat the Jets, and I'm going out losing to the Jets. And boy, was that glorious for me. But he's not saying change is okay. I'm embracing it. He's not saying, hey, whatever needs to happen, it's I'm doing this. I'm employed by the team. My dad taught me this. He's saying it's okay to go so he can soften this blow because he knows he wants out. He knows there's teams that want him that are going to feel that he is part of the uh, solution rather than part of the problem, which he was in New England now because clearly the last three years have been bad. He's saying it's okay if I go. It's all right, guys. It's all right. Because how many people were at the games yesterday with Bill Stay signs? Two people? 
Hey, what, what are there, two people in the stands? Well, hey, Bill, stay. I know. To be fair, He's saying it's, okay. it's kind of hard to hold a sign when you've got to wear six-inch thick gloves because it's so cold. You can, well, you can wear but the gloves yeah, now. No, you're there's been you're a walking big, around like you're the penguin. No, no, no. There's been advancements <laughs> in gloves. You saw, like, when we were kids, and it was just mittens. <laughs> 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 when you tried to play football in the snow, yeah, just you had a mitten. Yeah, thumb in the <laughs> Yeah, I can't throw this ball. How am I going to do this? I just got a big mitten on. I can't throw the ball. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, no, this is... Advancements in gloves. Just, you can hold signs if you want to. He just sounded so sad yeah. and kind of defeated. Maybe a little under the weather. Because so he just lost know. to the Jets. No matter well, what psych- he's done, I've always beaten the Jets. It, but saying, you know, I'm still going to work hard. I'm still under contract. As soon as he brought up the contract, that was kind of the eyebrow raising yeah. one for me. Yeah. The rest of it's all fine and good. Hey, you know, no days off, get back to work, mm-hmm. all that rhetoric. But he just sounded quiet and kind of defeated as he's responding to those questions. Kind of not begging to stay, but kind of, all right, I'll, I'll figure out how we can keep the. I keep saying you got to get the band back together. All the guys that helped you build the roster. Kind of like Seattle did, and questions about Pete Carroll, of course, you know, with uh, Schneider there. But as soon as they got rid of Russell Wilson, what did they do? They went back to the way they used to draft. Now, Geno Smith and Drew Locke, we'll see what happens in the quarterback position for them. But certainly, New England's in the number three spot. Losing to the Jets was sure. actually him saying, all right, I can go, and now we got a top three pick. I can That's go get maybe that Jay quarterback. Daniels. It's maybe Drake May. But knows? I could go get that it's quarterback. maybe Bobby Brister. I don't know. It could be someone. It could be one of those guys. Trade and bring in Justin Fields. But Evidently, he's going out the door. He, yeah. He's not. He, he didn't come at this with any sort of, hey, it was a bad year and the entire season it was let's just get to the end i'm done right there there there's been no hey i'm full of 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 all kinds of vim and vigor to get this going this yeah, was yeah but what's he going to do come done. in kicking and screaming pounding the podium i'm still the man here no he would just I'm say i'm under contract i'm i'm still the man i'm on to 2024 I'm on to 2020. I'm on to 2024. Kind of said that. I'm on to 2024. I'm still under contract. It's time to go to work. Belichick's telling everybody it's okay if I go. Coming up next, the national championship looks like it's coming down to this next play. This is. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10 year, 100,000 mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at at First first listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts 
Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.